Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody, as we kick off 2022. Two. Yes, not hard to believe, but here we are, and I uh, hope everyone had a great um, New Year's and holiday time and Christmas and all that other good stuff. And anyway, we're here to talk about financial matters. Of course, we'll take your calls as typical, but we also want to talk a little bit about some things to think about as we approach uh, the brand new year. Yeah, because it's always a good time to just. Uh, are you much of a New up. Year's resolution guy? No. Uh, are you? No. Um. I have, I might make some goal, nothing, nothing like major. Yeah. I used to, when I was younger and much more motivated, <laughs> before I became, uh, I do know what you mean. <laughs> before I became old and cynical, I was, uh, when I thought I could change the world, I would make New Year's resolutions for myself. But now I realize I can't not only change the world, I can barely change myself. Well, it is different when you're young. I remember a time when I was like, <clears throat> young, I sat, went to a park for a few hours and all those lifetime goals. I was thinking I was right out of college or something. Uh-huh. And like now, <clears throat> I've realized that I've got all kinds of responsibilities already in my life. Like, first of all, spouse who mm. might have her own goals and hopes and all those other things, and yeah. kids. And anyway, yeah, it's, it's yeah. different. Well, when we started the business, what, almost 30 years ago, yep. we used to meet every morning and go over our goals for the day, and then we'd meet on Friday afternoon. We met at seven fifteen a.m. Is that right? And yeah. then we'd meet on Friday. It was the afternoon. blind leading the blind? <laughs> no, I don't think we realized that at the time. <laughs> but listen, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> anyway, I know it is a time where people think about uh, some some goals for the year, but it is look, we're financial planners, right? So, what is important at the beginning of the year is to take a good look at your finances, your situation. Where you're at. That's a perfect time to do it. Yeah. And the most important thing you should look at is your debt. Your debt. How much money do I owe? Who do I owe to? Are you going to disagree? No, I'm just thinking, I was actually thinking most of our listeners probably don't have tons of debt. Okay. <laughs> if I was going to be on Dave Ramsey's show, we could talk about debt. All okay. Later. And then I think- <laughs> But you, to your point, debt is a killer for any sort of- Yes. To accumulate any sort of wealth. It is. Maybe it's a it's a leverage that some, at times you can employ. Yeah, it, for periods of time, as long as you know how you're going to exit the debt, right? Or that it's going to be permanent. That corporations use it all the time. Permanent debt. What's, what I find interesting is most people, when they get to a point of a certain amount of uh, net worth, have a very little, very small percentage of debt relative to their their net worth, just because it's like more money's not going to change their life, but less money would. Fair enough, right? And I think that's probably true whether you're super wealthy or even middle class as you get towards retirement. Like, more money's probably not going to really change your life, but less money certainly could. And I've seen, as you have as well, Pat, seen people take tremendous risks with their finances, not maybe un- unwittingly, unknowingly, where they get into some sort of business or, com- or real estate development. They have personal guarantees on things, oh, and, and then go into bankruptcy. Yeah, yes, and things. People that were worth millions go into bankruptcy to come out almost nothing. Oftentimes, I, I can't. I mean, I've seen personally talked to oh, dozens. I'm I, not. A, I'm not a bankruptcy attorney, so I don't. Oh, like I see this. Every I remember, day. In, especially in oh five, six, and seven, right, where before the real estate run up. And people were just laying on the debt to get more and more residential properties. Um, I have most certainly seen them go into bankruptcy there. 65, 70-year-old people, which is not, it's not pretty, obviously. So I will retract what my statement was. And I will fully agree with you, Pat, because probably the biggest risk that faces people today is debt. And one area that we've seen a tremendous growth that it's kind of, you don't see it reported upon much, it's... It's these, they're essentially margin loans, people who are taking their accounts at the big brokerage firms and getting loans against them. They used to be mortgage, uh, margin they accounts. They used to call margin accounts, but, but now, now they, they're, uh, they're right. asset-backed uh, loan programs. 
um, where they will lend you 60, 70, 80% of the value of that particular asset, but they want to see your net worth statement in addition to that account balance. So a margin account normally would lend up to 50% of whatever the the value of that particular account is, where these asset-backed, you can borrow 60, 70, 80%, and you can do it. Yeah, so what happens if you're 60, 70, 80%? Well, in, in all fairness- Loan against that, uh, and you've got a uh, 30% decline in uh, your th- securities. Then uh, there isn't- Then you're in trouble. Uh, there isn't necessarily the same call mechanism as there is on a margin account, but- that's why they want to know the the rest of your net worth. You are still personally responsible for that loan, even if there is a decline in that particular account. Unlike a margin account. Unlike a margin account where they actually call you up and say, and this is, by the way, these are generalizations because every brokerage firm is a little bit different. Um, but I, in but all- to your point, uh, not only look at what debt you've got, look at what, what the covenants are behind that. That's right. And in, in, in all fairness, I, well, in d- complete disclosure, I have set those up on my accounts, but never have actually triggered or used them uh, in some circumstances. And the reason I've done that is for uh, short-term cash for real estate transactions, which I know I'm going to finance into or out of. Yeah, I've, 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 I've used them for short-term. They're fine. They're, you, but you know, when you enter into them, you better know how you're going to exit them. Yeah, keeping long-term debts bet. <clears throat> so some of the things I think to be con- considering is also now is a perfect time to look at your portfolio. Like last year was a great year for the U.S. stock market. And my guess is many, many portfolios have not been rebalanced appropriately, which means that as the years go forward and we have great years in the market, your portfolio gets successively more uh, aggressive. And what ends up happening is that... <laughs> A lot of people don't, well, it's doing so well, they don't want to take the opportunity to rebalance. Yeah. And what does rebalance mean? If you can't do it yourself, you should probably actually hire someone to manage your portfolio for you, by the way, which is you measure the stock and bonds in your portfolio. And real estate, whatever you got in there, make sure you've got the right percentages. And what, what is the right percentage? Well, it's different for every person based upon mainly two things. One is when are you going to need the cash? And two, what, what, how much can you tolerate the ups and downs? Yeah. What, what is your emotional reaction to the marketplace? Yeah. And how does that <laughs> portend into actual physical action? And we, making changes in your account based upon and, your emotions. And you and a spouse. You and a spouse. I mean, I was with relatives over the holidays and I was talking to a couple. Um, and, their risk tolerances, they described them to me because they said, this is a constant battle between us as to how much. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and so one of them keeps a really, really aggressive portfolio and one keeps the most conservative portfolio you've ever seen. But at the end of the day, when you mix the two together, it's probably a moderate. We're going to be okay. <laughs> They'll be all right. Regardless. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It is. Uh, we want to take some calls uh, during the program today as well. <clears throat> and to join uh, Allworth's Money Matters, uh, the contact number is 833-99-WORTH. And podcast listeners can join the show as well. If you The, the number essentially works 24-7. You can call, leave a question, and we'll arrange a time to uh, get you on. Uh, and the number for that is 833 and you could also email us at questions at moneymatters.com, questions at moneymatters.com. And essentially, we're not going to necessarily answer all the emails that come to us at questions at moneymatters.com because... We might, though. Oh, you mean answer them on the air? We're going to answer them on the air if we answer them at all. We'll answer them with you having a time for you joining us on the That's program. right. This isn't the kind of... I, I don't... We, we tried a few years ago. Remember, we'd, get, we'd read an email. Well, Pat, here, I got this email from Bob. What do you think of that? I don't know. It just doesn't. Just well, doesn't actually, it doesn't really work because most of the time, uh, your question leads to a lot more questions from us than the, oftentimes, the answer has nothing to do with the question you asked. And the problem is not what you think it is. It lies somewhere else in the financial life, which is what I think we enjoy about being a financial advisor and trying to help the stuff out. So anyway, 833-99-WORTH is the number. And we're starting with Carla. Carla, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. 
Hi, guys. I love your show. Thank Listen you. to it every Saturday. Awesome. So my question is, actually, I'm speaking on behalf of my husband. It's regarding IULs and what do you guys think about them? Good, bad? What's an IUL? Indexed yeah. Universal Life. Indexed Universal, yeah. Well, like an IA is an index annuity. This is an IUL. I've never recommended them. I don't own one. I would not purchase one. You would not purchase one. No, no. no. And, and, and what would the reason? Like, what are what are the reasons why you would say well, that? I think they're gimmicky. First, first of all, um, the, the the first question you should ask yourself is: Do you need permanent insurance or not permanent insurance? Right. Let's not. Let's not even talk about whether it's IUL or UL or whole life or variable universal life, VUL. Let's, let's, we'll leave that all behind. Let's just say it was okay. the greatest product. It was a permanent product. It was the greatest product in the world. The first question you ask is, do I need permanent life insurance? Which means, do I need life insurance for my whole entire life? Do I need it for no. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? You need that. So what are you trying to insure against? Do you have children at home? No, they're all adults. Okay. And so are you retired or close to retirement age? My husband just retired from a, from his main job, and he's working a, like a part-time job now. So one of our friends or family friend uh, was talking to him about maybe thinking about doing an IUL just for saving on taxes yeah. when he starts to withdraw some money. Okay. And so here's the, the pitch behind this, is this IUL. Let me back up. So what ends up happening, there's a lot of people, it doesn't take much to get an insurance license at all. Okay. You could do a week class, Carla, and you go down and you take the test and you're an insurance license, and now you can go out and go, go to your friends and say, hey, I've got this great product. Let me tell you all the wonderful things it's going to do, which they believe. Yes. But mm -hmm. what they don't know are the other 99 other products that exist out there that maybe are even better because they haven't really been trained on that. Like the alternatives. Like right? a Roth IRA right. first. Right. Or a, mm. or a S&P 500 fund. Right. So that's why you start with the premise of do you need insurance at all? And if you do need insurance, how long do you need it for? So in your situation, right. the kids are out of the house. Um, your husband's retired. Did he retire with a pension? Yes. Okay. Is it, is there, are there survivor benefits on the pension? So that if he passes yes. away, some okay. money goes to you. So if you said no, then we're like, well, he. I'm sorry. He actually took um, a lump sum and, and invested and has rolled it over into an IRA. So there you go. A beneficiary on the IRA. There you go. Right. So that all that money has been earned. Um, you he didn't invest with the friends who sell him the. Equity index annuity. <laughs> no, okay. no, but their 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 pitch is that he can withdraw that money tax free, tax free, if he puts it in the IUL, and you know. But you got to pay tax to get it out of the. You yeah. got to pay tax to get True. it out of the IRA. Yeah, yeah. You would never use money from an IRA and put it in. You can't. A, I guess right. you could. You could pull it all out, pay taxes on it, and put it in there. Yeah, but that would just be idiotic. Worse, maybe worse than that. Yeah, malpractice or <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there is there's no conceivable world that I live in uh, financially where you would even you would even try to make that uh, argument. So and I could see okay. the time when a variable life insurance might make some sense or a fixed life insurance, but the indexed you know it makes no sense to me well that's because of i understand the mathematics i understand how it all works behind the, the market cycles the whole bit so what they're selling is what they're selling uh carla to you is how life insurance policies are structured which is they go in fifo and uh they come out fifo which yeah. is first in first mm -hmm. out and which means that you put your your deposits in, you draw those out, then any amount remaining there, you can borrow against the policy contract. As long as the contract's in place on the date of death, then it's, it's magic. It's all tax-free. How about the cost of insurance along That's the what, way? With, right? with, without, mm. if, you were, if you've lived in a world without cost, right, then- It would make sense. Then it would be <laughs> much like, it would make sense for us all to fly travel private jet if it wasn't for the cost. 
Is that a bad right. analogy? Yes, I think it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. I get the point. Yeah, yeah was, you, you have no wondering. need for not this. Not only is most people not flown private, but most people don't know anyone who flies private, unless I, they have a little yeah, Cessna or something. I watch it. Okay. Watch this. The, 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 You're watching too much Netflix. I watch the. Uh, you watch billionaires. Showtime's billions. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you and you would never use the money in the IRA, never ever. Okay. So in your that husband's portfolio should probably be sixty percent equities, forty percent bonds and cash, and then a monthly distribution set up so you can retire comfortably. That's all you need Perfect. to know. Perfect. All righty. Thank you. All that right, was Carla. my question. All right, Glad thanks, you Carla. called. Take care. You know, it's funny, Pat. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking this. It was there earlier today? I don't know why I'm thinking about these these silly products. The insurance company comes up, insurance industry. Like in this situation, if the if having like an index on the securities market works so well, why wouldn't the insurance company do that with uh-huh. their own portfolio? <laughs> right? You think they're taking any of their portfolio and say we're going to spend this on options in case the markets uh, do well? To hit? No, no. Because long term, you're not going to make money that way. That's an excellent point. <laughs> and it, and it, it, it ignores dividends that are paid in the underlying index. Well, the, the, the way they're structured, they return. Well, actually, their, the fact that they create their own indexes now, which is really amazing. But I'm just thinking, if that strategy, I understand how the, the, they go and invest for once for that pool. Yeah. But if it works so well, why wouldn't they do it in their own in their own pool? Yeah. It does. It's the risk, yeah. <laughs> right? I understand all that. Stuff. Yeah. Well, you do, but I think you're doing that for the benefit of the listeners. But just That's how gross. that was pitched—that you take your money out of an IRA, pay taxes, and put it into an index universal life—just shows it. What, what it shows is lack of experience or of the yeah. person trying to sell the product. I remember as a, in a college student, I went to um, uh, A. L. Williams. Did you? It was a, the coach? Yeah. It was multi-level marketing. It was my uh, uh, pastor from our church. Had, somehow he left the church and it became a um, multi-level marketing guy with uh, A.L. Williams. And I went and they said basically how you can be a part-time financial advisor. And I think it was a gardener was sitting next to me and somebody else, right? And and uh, they were pitching me on being a, on a financial planner. And you decided to finish college instead? Yeah, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all on a part-time basis. But I remember my the pastor looked at me and he's he's trying to get us all pumped up, and he's hey, Scott, if you could drive any kind of car, what kind of car would you drive? <laughs> and I remember looking at him, thought, you're like my pastor. You're not supposed right. to help me. The guy, stop thinking about those things. Those come naturally. <laughs> like, come on, buddy. <laughs> the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and all that stuff. I don't need help with that. <laughs> I know that. I, I was born with that. That's my first thought. <laughs> so I'm guessing you didn't sign up. No, I didn't sign up. No. Now we're heading to Michigan talking with Steve. Steve, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, also, Scott, I just ordered your book. I'm pretty excited to read that. Oh, good. It's a, you won't be able to sleep. Oh, yeah. just, just... <laughs> <laughs> what can we do for you, Steve? So, um, so my wife and I have uh, just moved into our first house. We've been here for about a year and a half now. And it's a small farm property, uh, 37 acres, uh, 32 of which is farmed. And we were just approached by this company uh, in person that they deal in. Um, so we were approached by, by them because of our proximity to a, a power substation. Okay. And what they do is they buy power off of that station, store it, and then sell it back. And um, what they want to do is... How do they store the power? Uh, They've... Well, when I looked up the company, they do a lot in solar. Um, So I think that they have this battery technology that they want to put to use elsewhere. Okay. Um, So they store in batteries. So they want to lease um, four to eight acres of our property out back. And um, for $1,000 a year. Uh, Wait. And... How much? A thousand dollars a year per acre. Okay. And normally we would make about one twenty-five per acre, um, but the catch is that this is a twenty-five to thirty-year lease. Mm-hmm. 
and they're going to develop it. So that's not really, you know, with farming, it's year to year, whereas this is going to be a developed, um, you know, four to eight acres in the back of our property. So I just, initially we told them no, because we didn't want to lease out eight of our acres. You know, that's, that's quite a bit of land for only eight grand a year. Okay. Um, so then they came back to us and they said, well, what about four acres? And they would be willing to work with us on the price. And then I started thinking about it more seriously because I'm not one to pass up a good passive income opportunity. Um, but I'm just having trouble coming up with how much I would be willing. Can, like I, I want to look back there and I want to be happy with, it, okay, with my choice. Okay. Yeah. So, so this, these are the questions I would ask before I got to the money side of it. And by the way, uh, one of my neighbors actually does this. Uh, they build solar really? uh, arrays. Yes. Uh, they build solar arrays and then they, they do the battery backup uh, with this. And and he said, in fact, there's more money in the battery backup than there is in the solar arrays. So obviously this this is – they're going to an energy plant and saying, hey, you know, this non-peak time, you can generate energy. It makes it cheaper to, to store it. So what – when they say develop this, what does this mean? Will it ruin the reason you move to the farm would be the first question I would ask. And if it is, if you don't do it, will one of your neighbors do it and ruin the farm anyway? Right. Yeah, and I, I've I've talked to the neighbors too, like my neighbor directly uh, adjacent to me, and they've said that they're not going to do it. Um, my land is closest to the, um, to the substation. In, in, so any, any other property that would, that would accept this offer, I wouldn't be able to see it. Got it. You would not be able to. And, and so is it right in front of the, would it ruin your view? Would it, that's the first thing. Would it ruin the reason you yeah. bought the property? Are they going to put like a huge cement bunker in there? Um, yeah. So the, the, the thing that they're going to put in there, they're about, um, shipping container sizes mm-hmm. um so it's not like tall you know like you'd see like a classic substation it's not like that it's it's more like a a lower profile thing and they did tell me that they would be able to landscape it and put trees up and everything and to be honest i i'm i'm already looking at a at those big power towers in okay. the very back of okay. our property okay so I it might actually help it, right yeah i was thinking that and and um, what and so environmental uh, they're going to give you some environment environmental uh, reassurances that they're not going to ruin the groundwater or the property as a whole. Um, yeah, I have to look through their contract. I probably take the contract to a lawyer if That's I got right. really serious about it. So those are those are the questions. So the question then is, what's the price? Whatever you yeah, can negotiate, I, you whatever know, like you can when get. I'm dealing with when I'm dealing with a farmer, you know, I know how much he's roughly making mm-hmm. whereas i don't know if i'm i don't know if these guys are just taking me to the bank yeah, or like yeah, i don't I know, know how it, much it, they're making a month well they don't what they're making doesn't really matter to well, you well it means how he knows how much there's margin there yeah how there. much yeah. room there is right. and is there a is there an accelerator on this so that it increases That's by five percent a year or seven percent a year or? yeah uh, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Again, that, I thought about that because I would want to make sure that we're – I would have a pretty good accelerator on because, I mean, the, the management, whoever's setting up the structure today, they don't, they're not thinking past five years. That's I mean, right. Say it. That's right. So you put like a you put like a, an 8% accelerator yeah, on the 12, thing. you start getting paid a fortune on it. Yeah. So you want to you, – you would actually take a lower amount for a higher accelerator. Mm-hmm. But if you had a perfect world, you'd take a high amount with a high accelerator. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think instead of using an accelerator, if I was to ask them uh, for a percentage of their profits, do you think that's a good idea? Oh, I think that they would have a hard time actually allocating yeah, that. Yeah, they wouldn't. I, yeah. I doubt that they would I be interested in that. that. That'd it's, be it's, the only way. Yeah. they wouldn't tell me how much it's they're It's too making. small of a deal. Right. I mean, if it, 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 for, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's, it is a pretty small deal for them. So I would just okay. go back to them and, you know, if they said 1,000, I'd say 2,000. And if they said... Three uh, percent accelerator. I'd say six percent compounded. You want to make sure that okay. you use the word compounded, compounded right? Because okay. they're gonna even if you agree on it, it's gonna put be a straight st- line. Yeah, simple straight line. <laughs> Those are the two terms <laughs> I use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make sure that you know whatever they they come in, double it, and see what they say, and then make sure that you put okay. a huge accelerator on there, compounded, not simple or straight line. All righty. Okay. All right. Yeah, that All sounds right. good. All right. Appreciate well, the call. You know, I got to tell you, Pat, we've been doing this a long time. 
Never had a call quite like that one. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, it's cell towers. Those are uh, people. Oh, cell towers. yeah. I have clients that yeah. at least sell towers. But this energy backup. My neighbor was telling me. I knew he was in solar, but now he's in this battery backup. And he said they're building these massive, massive solar farms with battery backup. Massive. I wonder what it takes to build these batteries. I mean. <laughs> There's obviously an environmental cost to that, right? That's right. I mean, that's probably pretty significant. Yeah, yeah. And some petroleum products too, my guess. And and rare earth materials. Yes, all that stuff. <laughs> all that <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> Who knows? It's just about uh, all the time we've got before we have to take a quick break. Of course, we'll be back for more. But uh, if you haven't been to our website in a while, allworthfinancial.com, there's great articles and tools, all kinds of stuff on there to help you as you plan for 2022. You're listening to Scott Hanson, Pat McLean of Allworth's Money Matters. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hanson. Pat McLean. Here we are, first part of 2022. Hey, Pat, we're all your... Four kids home for Christmas and all? They were. No one had COVID and was isolating? I know a lot of people who missed Christmas because of uh, uh, of a COVID. Oh, they had diagnosis. it or they were afraid yes. of it? No, no. Oh, they, they had, had it. it. Um, College-age no. kids couldn't come home. Oh. One of my sister's friends, one of her good friends, tested positive right before Christmas. Sick, isolated, alone. No, there was a lot of that. There were a couple. No, we had a we had a get together with a family. My all four of my kids were home. It was nice to see them. Uh, it'll it'll be nice. Um, this is running on the January first, so it um it, they'll uh, they'll be leaving soon. And it, it was nice seeing them. And <laughs> they are twenty. I get it. They are twenty one to twenty five, and then when they youngest youngest twenty one. Yeah, but and we're pretty. Uh, we're pretty, the house is pretty open. Right, so it's kind of like, hey, you're adults, come and go as you want. Well, what that translates into is, I'm going to have my friends come over, and we're going to go in the backyard and sit in your jacuzzi. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really, like, hey, bedtime's ten for me, like or whatever. Yeah, right? but I don't, you know, good for them. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love them dearly. I'm glad they don't live with me. Oh, for sure, they're. T- my daughter is quite similar to myself, and um, usually after two or three days, we start button heads. We can, yeah. yeah we is she can. high energy like you? Oh, I think she's worse. I what? feel bad for her at times. Like, yeah. She just needs to relax. Like, yeah. <laughs> she drove. She drove out from from Denver, and because um, she's got this big dog. Okay. She got when she was in college uh-huh. without telling her parents. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. a lab mix, which is a giant pit bull, essentially. Oh. So she drives back and forth when she comes and visits. That's a long, that's like 12 or 14 hour drive. I've at times flown out and driven part of it with her because I don't like my little daughter. But then she stops and goes uh, skiing on the way out. A couple (laughs) laps at uh, Deer Valley. And she was done, wanted to do a couple laps of squaw on the way home, but uh, too big a storm. (laughs) It must be terrible to be a child of the Hanson family. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Terrible. Why? <laughs> Driving all over the country, big dog, <laughs> stopping on the way, do laps. Most people call it a ski vacation, but your daughter calls it doing laps. Get a couple laps. <laughs> do a couple laps. Oh, at Deer Valley. Does she do, she does skis she... a lot. She lives in Denver, skis a lot. Um, yeah, she's, she gets quite a few days. Yeah, she, as she does my it. son lives in. I don't in... know how much she loves it or loves being a skier. Oh, but that's another story. Well, that's so, not. I, she, I quit. I quit going on Instagram though, and I because she, I realized she, she blocked me. Oh, she. I only kept an Instagram account to watch my kids. My uh-huh. and my son posts like once a month, maybe. But and she's like your typical twenty. Well, she's twenty six. Twenty six year old that posts nonstop. Well, it's the best life ever, right? Oh gosh, yeah. Always with friends and having a wonderful cocktail. Always <laughs> the best life ever. According to the Instagram account, she drinks nothing but champagne. <laughs> That's right. And then I realized that she wasn't. Then she, I found out over the Christmas she had blocked me. Did so. you ask her? Or did she volunteer the uh, blocking? She, she told my wife. My wife told me. I'm like, no wonder I haven't seen any posts from her. Why were you making fun of her Instagram? Things or post or 
I did. I said, babe, you look like a lush if I looked at you. Look, I mean, kids take pictures of their food. I don't understand that. <laughs> Does any of your kids do that? I well, don't know. I don't have an Instagram account. Oh, we'll be account. out to dinner and I don't hold before we start eating. She'll want to take a picture of her plate. <laughs> and then she goes out with her girlfriends or whatever and they order whatever, drinks, and then they take pictures of them and post the drinks. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. My, I, I, I've never... I'm starting to sound like an old man. I've, I, well, that's because you partially are. I have never seen my kids take a picture of anything they have eaten and post it, but it may happen. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's my daughter's into that for whatever reason. Not that I can see it anymore because now I'm blocked, <laughs> which means I have no reason to go on Instagram any longer. <laughs> so. This whole thing's funny. What do you mean? What did the kids... <laughs> maybe I had it. Maybe when I was 25 or 26, I wanted other people to know what I was doing, but I don't think so. When I was 25 it and 26. It is a different world. But I had been married for three or four years uh, by the time I was 20. How did I get married? 21, 22. I find it interesting. Like my 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 son barely posts anymore. He's just, he's like, I'm, I don't really care. I'm not really that into it. I, yeah. Oh, he did, he did get together with a bunch of friends when he was back at, at, over Christmas, which is kind of unusual for him. And I was encouraged, like, why don't you go see some of your old friends? The next thing you know, there was like 10 of them all met up. Yeah. Uh, Did they come to your house? No, they don't, they don't come to my house. <laughs> That's good. All right, let's, this is- I a, think you give more freedom at your house than uh, oh, the yeah. Hanson family. Oh, there is absolutely, yes. Because no one, no one ever wants to come over to the house. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't know why. All right. Yeah, this is a financial, uh, financial program. We're talking about financial stuff. Um, and let's- um, Actually, before we go to the calls, we'll go back to the call here. But it's what one of the drivers of the fact that we don't have as many people in the workforce has been an increase in wealth. The average family, according to the Fed data, from the beginning of 2020 to September 30th of last year, average net worth of American households rose 22% between home equity, stock values. So we talked about the great resignation, yeah. high unemployment. But most of that was concentrated in white-collar jobs. Half of Americans don't have anything. Correct. Yes, correct. correct. Most of it, and, and a lot of it was concentrated in increase in real estate and equity values or stock values. But then, of course, you all the stimulus money, a lot of people stay in home as well. Yeah. Bizarre times. All right, well, let's go ahead to the calls here. Let's talk with Grace. Grace, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Grace. Hi. Okay. Um, here is my scenario. My partner and I were both 67. I just retired from my position because my boss passed away. Oh. But I could get another job, but I don't know if I want to. Okay. And my partner is going to probably work for another year because he can work from home. Um, we have a total portfolio of about $2.2 million. We have our home, which is probably in today's market, could sell for around $1.2. We still owe 220000 on the mortgage. Our monthly expenses are around $8,500 a month. Our current portfolio, because I'm very conservative, um, is probably, you're probably going to yell at me, but it's stocks around 30%, bonds 7 and cash 63 So my question is- And how is, long is it, how long has your retirement savings had that high of a cash allocation? Um, for, I would say two years. And what was it like before then? It was 50, 50. And what caused you to and change I, it? I, I don't, cause I'm an emotional investor and I got spooked. Okay. Yeah. All right. And tell us your partner. Um, how old is your partner? 67. We're both 67. And you guys combine all your finances. You're not legally married, I guess. Right, we okay. combine everything. Right, combine everything. And uh, what will your Social Security benefits be? Okay, so we both started taking Social Security at our full retirement age last year at 66. So he gets 2100 a month, and that's after Medicare Part B is taken off, and I get 2300 Okay. 
So I guess my, my question is, do I really need to put more in the stock market for us to live on for the next 25 years? What's your income without the Social Security? What, how much money do you earn well, before in, you retired? Oh, before I retired, I was getting around 100 and oh, with a bonus every year, probably around 140000 a year. And what is his? His is around 65000 a year. And is your mortgage, uh, have you refinanced it recently to a 30-year mortgage? Yeah, well, it's at 2.875. Okay. And do you and have I any money? 30 years? Pardon me? Is it a 30-year mortgage? That's what I would recommend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Keep your, keep well, your do you have any money outside of IRAs of this 2.2 million, or is that in, all in IRAs? Or 401ks or tax? No, it's a total of everything. Okay. Um, the outside, outside, let's see. Outside of IRAs is the cash. In, oh, You've got that much money. You've got over a million dollars in cash outside Iris. Yes. Oh yes. my, 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 my. So here's what. Here's what. I think you're okay. I think you're okay. How much is your mortgage payment every month? Nine sixty. I would just. I'd pay off the mortgage. I'd pay off the mortgage. Really? Yeah, because I can guarantee you, two point eight seven five percent on some of your cash. Do you want that? Yeah. Pay off your mortgage. You borrowed money from yourself at 2.875 you might even have that money deposited in the bank you borrowed from okay right so and then okay. it's a that's yeah. a thousand bucks a month that you no longer need coming in yeah and then so if you look right. at your social security income you you'll be able to live comfortably so now you're going to need seventy five hundred dollars a month because we just right. got rid of a thousand dollar payment Right? Uh -huh. Your social security between the two of them is $4,500 a month. You now have about $2 million left in there. If we take a distribution, a $2 million of 3%, that's $60,000 a year. You're good. You're in the money. Now, okay. that now, answers your question. But, yes. but <laughs> I, I don't recommend this very often, but an immediate annuity for some portion of your dollars might not be a bad idea. Really? It's, I thought annuities were like, well, heck no. That's I, the world. Look, I think the world would be a better place if they were never invented because they're so misused and missold. An immediate annuity is think of it like a pension plan. You right. take uh, wouldn't, not all of your money, but you take some uh, some chunk of cash, you turn it over to an insurance company. It's guaranteed income to last you to the rest of your life. And the only reason I recommend it to you, look, for two years, you've been sitting with the majority of your of your retirement savings sitting in a, in cash. So, so Scott, and the concern right. is if we say if we can build all the rational arguments, why you, I think, by the way, I think you'd be well served with having an advisor because they would have possibly talked you through that from going yeah. to, and I'm not trying cash. to sell all worth, but I just like last year when the pandemic had first hit and the markets were falling as an organization, we 24 seven was client communication with the main goal is don't let anyone give up on their financial plan. Don't let anyone sell during the down market. We even said, said no new clients for a period of time. We want to make sure all the clients don't 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 act emotionally, uh, because that's when you make so, mistakes. So your thinking, Scott, is if you can give her a guarantee of income for a certain portion of this, it would allow her to put a little bit more that's equity exactly right. uh, in the portfolio, maybe forty yes. percent or forty five. Get rid of the mortgage payment. That's like a thousand bucks a month, right? Social Security covers a large portion of it. If there's another couple thousand bucks a month in, in guaranteed income, suddenly she's like, wait a minute, I've got... And, and that's the assumption that you and your partner have normal life expectancies. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. And then um, It's something to examine. I, I don't would look, know. I would look at that. And by the way, I assume you have a living trust with you and your partner. Yes. Okay. Thank we you. We do. Thank you. <laughs> we don't have kids. It doesn't matter. Um, okay. We have Maybe even dogs. better. Might even be a so better that's, product that's for you then. Actually, <laughs> I would even, if you don't have ch children and you think you're going to live in the house the rest of your life, a reverse mortgage yeah, could be an option A reverse as well. mortgage is an option as well. What do you care? Oh. Think about this. I like that idea better than and then, and, uh, and then, paying and, off the mortgage. Yeah, I do too. This is why you probably should sit down with a qualified advisor. And we're not necessarily saying all worth, but a qualified advisor. And it may advisor. or may not be the right thing. They all, everything's got pluses and minuses, yeah. but- I'm thinking if you're my sister, I would I would highly recommend, and you're this risk averse. Like, 
Then let's and, try to get the risk off psychologically. And you, and you started by saying, "Can I? Can will I be okay without having to invest in more stocks?" It was something along those lines. Like, is there a right. path for me to have financial security without having to live with the pain of the ups and downs of the markets? Right, because I think the market is so high. Okay, well, and, well, <laughs> you know, with the debt ceiling and all. You don't that need to give. I'm just. I'm just trying to say, yes, there are there are few paths to. Uh, accomplishing your objective. If you're not worried about what goes downstream, you want to make it so that you never run out of money and the last check you write bounces. <laughs> right. Right? And there's, there's, there's. Well, I want to leave some to, you know. Okay. Well, maybe. yeah, obviously. <laughs> so anyway, there's lots of different options and I would actually explore a reverse mortgage. I would look at a portion of an immediate annuity. I most certainly, if I didn't do a reverse mortgage, I'd pay off the house immediately. I'd pay off the house immediately and then explore a reverse mortgage, quite frankly. But don't they take like a big chunk? They're terrible if it's short term. Yeah. But if it's for the long term. If it, if, 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 so, if you plan on being in the house for the next twenty years, they they can be. Well, that's the thing. We don't know if we'll move there we, or there maybe we go. go down to Southern California there, or stay in Northern that, California. That's or, right. That's so, right. Yeah. That's, that's that's why financial planning is never done. It's dynamic. <laughs> I know. Right. You're in a good. You're in. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. And by the way, Grace. Yeah. You, what? Don't look back and and say oh, that was a mistake. Like you did was the was the right decision for you at the time or is the decision you made anyway at that time that's all fine what we have is today and the future that's all we have to live for and just because your neighbor your friend or whatever has a certain type of portfolio does not mean that you have to have the same kind of portfolio and grace if you were my sister i'd say go sit down with a qualified financial advisor yeah, sure. and it would be appropriate since my sister is named grace so <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is your sister. No, I know. Grace, up. Grace, is that you? <laughs> How was Sun River? <laughs> oh, I appreciate, appreciate the, call, the call. Wish you well. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Next, we're talking with Ken in California. Ken, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, your podcast uh, thank you sir every week I, i've got to still rate you guys but uh, you guys are definitely six stars out of five okay <laughs> thank you well appreciate you waiting i know you've been on hold for a little bit we appreciate you waiting what can we do Not for you problem. i am joining everybody so i have a question for you i'm trying to figure out uh what avenue i should take and um <clears throat> i just wanted to i'm self-employed and i'm deciding whether to reopen up my defined benefit plan to stash the money away before I retire in about five or six years uh-huh. or take the pass through. Can you, if we had $150,000 in pass through uh, profits, how is that handled? I understand under the new tax rules that we currently have, there's about 20% of that is passed through, but I don't understand the concept. So I'm trying to figure out. There's, yeah, just- basically uh, it, it there's a tax deduction on uh, pass-through income uh, when between certain income levels that fades out. I think it's three or four hundred thousand dollars somewhere in there, and then goes converts back to normal tax rates. So, are you are, are you're self-employed? Do you have any employees? Yep. How many employees do you have? It, it's just my. It's just myself, and I put my wife on payroll sometimes when she's you know. Um, not busy with other things. She doesn't have an outside job. And how much? How much? What's your? How much will you make this year in the business? You know, taking a wage of seventy four thousand, and I believe we will have about one hundred and fifty um, left over. But you know, we still have three months left in the the um, year, and my our revenues are up and down. They could fluctuate greatly yeah so, so the the challenge with a defined benefit the challenge with these defined benefits you're you're kind of you're st- i mean you, your income you, needs to be pretty predictable yeah so I mean, they work great for like if you're a, a dentist or physician where you're, you're pretty confident that your your, your earnings are going to be this similar each year and then you might you can you can put a lot in another way you can do this is by having a solo k if it's only your wife is the employee just don't have your wife doesn't payroll anymore and use a solo k you can you can yeah, stick about we're, 60 we're, grand a year into you know, that 
Yeah, so we're in a unique position where I really don't need the money that we generate for the business to live. We have another source, including some rental properties. Understand, Um, but you still want taxable income. I I totally understand that. And what my, my thing is, is I can put away as much as possible. So in our wages, I've kind of split them between a 401 Roth mm-hmm. and a traditional 401k. I can go either way. I, as I have a lot of flexibility, I don't need any of the, the income or earned income. I do like to have some though. I understand exactly what you're saying. So as far as the predictability, um, I totally understand that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a dentist, but I really don't need this money. And I've, I've had a defined benefit plan in the past and had it open for about six or seven years until COVID hit. And, and then I just shut it down for a short period. So I'm going to take a, a and break. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert on defined benefit plans for closely held businesses. So we do have people in house that do that. But so for the rest of the listeners, here's what we're talking about. A defined benefit plan, because this is, you're like, well, I've listened to talk shows, financial talk shows my whole entire life, and I've never heard anyone talk about these defined benefit plans. So <laughs> if, if, I was, if I owned my own business and I was the only employee of that business, or maybe myself and my spouse with the business, I can put a pension plan that defines the benefit at some point in the future. The income, how much money you're going to receive So each month. I can say if someone retires from this company and they work here for 20 years – and they're age 55 or older, they're going to receive $100,000 a year in a defined benefit, then it's the employer's responsibility to fund that promise. There are some limits. There are some limits, but it's the employer's responsibility to fund that promise of the pension in the future. So it's a defined benefit pension plan. So what this does is oftentimes allows you to actually put more money in than if you put in money into a 401k, um, which is what's called a defined contribution plan. So when you read like the New York Times today, I read an article that said, these are some of the ways the rich avoid taxes. Well, this is some of the ways the middle class avoid taxes as well, not just the super well, who's rich. Who's rich? It's, it's I guess, someone who's got a little bit more than you do, right? That's like yes, that's a good point. So anyway, so when we're talking uh, with Ken about these defined benefit plans, that's what we're talking about. What's your What's your uh, annual income ballpark? So I, I added it all up um, for this year. It's going to be about three twenty five. Seventy four is wages. Forty three is some cap gains on some stock I sold this year, 50000 in passive rental income, about 10000 in interest income, and then the 150 in pass-through. So we also, if, if we don't do the defined benefit plan, we also go into the, um, I forgot what it's called, but anything over 250 is, uh, there's an additional 3.8% tax. That's um, Yeah, the, it's that's, Obamacare that's tax. It's not going to hit you on your pass-through income, but it can others. So, and how much do you have in your uh, defined benefit or IRAs now? What's the dollar amount? Um, it, it's like $3 million. How old are you? 54. And when do you plan on retiring? As soon as I get to 59 and a half, as soon as I can touch that money. Oh, you can get, you can get to that money sooner, by the way. There's just ways to do it. Without penalty. Yeah, Without I, didn't, penalty. I didn't want to do the 72T election. But. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would explore it. I guess that's why you call on us. Um, I'm just trying to get another opinion. I'm, I'm torn because I, of the past. If I were in your situation, if I were in your situation, I would not. I mean, you, you can do a solo K and, and throw in about six. We already have a 401K. You do it right. You can already throw in about 60 grand a year. You've got your contribution. My wife and, and I are already doing. We're already doing 52 between my whatever, wife and okay. I. So we've got that maxed out. You should out, be able yeah. to do more than that, though. Because yeah, both the employer-employee side. Yeah, the profit-sharing side. Right, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah, the employer can also match up to, what, uh, 6%? No, no, they um, can put in a whole lot more than there. There's the match, but there's a whole profit-sharing element that they can kick in. Talk to your 401k provider. You might be able to accomplish... Oh, the- more than than you think with your existing plan, particularly if your wife's on payroll as well. Okay, all right. So, so that one one. I, if I were in your situation you know, at fifty four, I'd be a little reluctant 
and a business that fluctuates in value to set up a defined benefit plan. They're they're expensive. And, and the fact that you already shut one down, I don't know. I don't know if there's any restrictions on when you could start another one with this business. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't, and it's about fifteen hundred to restart it again. Yeah, but there might be some other. So it's not. There, it's pretty regulated in that side of things, and you don't want to mess up on them. Yeah, no. There's this would go. It's going through a CPA that includes actuarial costs mm-hmm. uh, and the table that needs to be done annually. So I, I've really planned this out because I need to figure out what I'm going to do in the next five years. Got it. And, and so I have to take one path or the other. What What's your CPA? Well, you could change the 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 benefit. Right, you could change yeah, the defined think, benefit. Yeah, yeah, that that can fluctuate. I, honestly, we can put in, you know, a, a varying amount because we're so close to retirement. Uh, when yeah, I was I understand. younger, uh, I had had to. Put I understand. Higher, I just uh, look. I'm not an. What did you see? No, I'm not an expert on defined benefit plans, and if I had one, I would work with someone who specializes in those plans. I wouldn't just just because someone's a CPA, I wouldn't necessarily say here uh, you're responsible for making sure I'm in full compliance with the defined benefit plan. Mm-hmm. I know there are restrictions on when you get okay. how, about setting, establishing them and shutting them down. And But we, we actually have people on staff that are specialists. Yes, in but, I'm not. Plus, but I'm not, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you want, you could call our okay. office um, or, or we can have someone call you and you could talk to one of our defined benefit specialists. If, if that's something you're interested yeah. in. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I'd like to get, yeah, yeah, okay. give our office a call. You want to get some clarification. Okay. Yeah. And we'll have someone, um, just put we'll them on hold, someone please, reach out. Unfortunately, that is all the time we've got. Man, an hour goes by quick. It's been yeah. great being with anyone. Again, beginning of the year, perfect time to take a good look at your finances. What are those things you need to be doing? You have the right kind of, are you saving enough? Or the right if, kind of insurances, estate or, planning. Or, or have you considered hiring an investment advisor or financial planner? That appropriate probably the, probably the time to do so. We'll see you next week. This has been Allworth Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.